Precious Heavenly Father, it is an honor for us to be back in the house of the Lord. We come to worship you. Songs have been sung. Your presence is amongst us. We appreciate you for your goodness tonight. We pray that you will come and have your way. May something be said that will draw us closer to you. Meet us at the point of our needs, Lord. We are insufficient without you. We'll be in trouble. So we ask that you give us grace this evening. May the service be an encouragement to us, Lord. Bless Brother Ed. Bless the Lord, the government of the church. We pray that you will continue to do the esteeming abundantly of that which we do think or we ask. May you bless your children that have come out this evening. We appreciate you for your grace. Commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. It's certainly a privilege and an honor for us to be back in the house of the Lord. Thank you for coming. Uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I uh, appreciate Brother Ed for giving this opportunity to be able to come and uh, minister the word of God to you. Thank you, musicians. God bless you. Uh, I don't want to keep you standing. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. I mean, chapter 6, verse 13 to 20. Hebrews 6. I was telling Brother Ed, I thought I was going to continue my thought this uh, evening where I started, maybe some other time if the Lord tarries. I'm not living out to <laughs> maybe we'll come again that I felt to speak on this subject he swore by himself. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 13 to 20 
For when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I'll bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who had fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, for which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into, the, into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Revelations chapter 10. Verse 1 to 6. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head and his face was as it were the sun and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left on the earth. And cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, Unto me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven, and swore by him, him that liveth forever, and ever who created, who created heaven and the things that therein are and the earth and the things that therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer. Verse 7, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound the mystery of God should be finished as he hath declared to his servants the prophet. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. Amen. You may please take your seat. Amen. He swore by himself. I'm going to look at swearing by an oath. Make mention of that this morning while I was uh, preaching. I want, to, I want us to look at these scriptures together. Um, we are living in a time that people are bringing questions to the message. The devil is actually trying to question what we believe and is shifting people. Amen. People are having questions. But we want, we like to look at, you know, what God has done for us in this generation. Amen. Uh, um, an oath, an oath is a pledge or promise. Amen. And... Something that is immutable, it means it cannot be transferred. 
It's fixed. It cannot be altered. Amen. Whatever the word of God has said as promised will come to pass. It cannot fail. Once his word is spoken, it stands forever. Brother Burnham said that uh, in the message, what is that in thy hand? He said, when God promises anything, God is under obligation to take care of his promise. Said God always will back it up. I don't care what God, what anybody says about it. It doesn't matter what again says, as saying about the message. When God says it, it is so. The prophet of God said, rest your soul, body, and strength on it. Because God is obligated to his word. Amen. In another quote, he said, Hebrews chapter 7, paragraph 205, he said, If Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world, it taken 4,000 years before it actually happened. But when God spoke it back here, Every word of God is steadfast. It is immutable. It's impatible. It cannot fail. Yeah, we see this morning we spoke a little bit about the book of redemption coming, the plan of redemption. Uh, God, when he was coming down with this book of redemption, he was swearing. And he did not only swear, but he put an oath. There is a difference in just swearing and swearing by an oath. In the Bible, if you promise somebody, say, well, I promise you, and you don't put an oath to it. When you die, and that's the end of that. But here the Bible is saying that God swore by an oath. He swore by himself. There is no one greater that he can call to witness. Now when you take an oath, there is a witness called to the promise you are making. Amen. But God had no one to witness, so he swore by himself. He took a note by himself that uh, what he said he will do, and it will not fail. The prophet was speaking about what happened in the time of Moses when the Levite, he said, now one day there was sin in Israel, and there was a man by the tribe, the name, by the tribe of the name Levi. They pulled their swords and they went with Moses to the camp and they destroyed everything that was in. Is that right? God looked down and said, because you did this, stood for me, all these orders will serve you. You go right into the temple as priest. Is that right? You stay right in the temple. And the rest of them will work and will bring in a tent and take care of you. So God swore and promised them that they will be priests forever. 
But if you read the scripture somewhere here in Hebrews, Paul is telling us that that promise was not with an oath. God never put an oath to it. Amen. Like I said, if you swear by an oath, live or die, the promise that is made stands and will remain. That is the way it was in the Bible. Here no other tribe could come in and join the priesthood unless you were of the tribe of Levi. Because that promise was made to them. But later on it was changed by another priesthood. That was not an eternal priesthood. It was a changing priesthood because there was no oath to that promise. Amen. God, when God gives you an oath, you can put your life to it. You can put your family, you can put everything to that promise. And that is what God did exactly in our day. With the message of the hour. In Hebrews 7.22, Paul was speaking there. Am I in Revelation? Hebrews. Chapter 7, verse 22. The Bible says, by so much was Jesus made a shorty of a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by raising of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, he hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able also to save them that to the utmost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first his own, for his own sins, and then for the peoples, for he did once and when he offered himself. So here Paul was speaking of another priesthood. Jesus was made a short... Where you fail, he's there for you. Praise the Lord. Just laying a background, one day there was a rebellion in the house of David. He left his throne. And there was a man from the house of Saul named Shimei. You read out in 2 Samuel 19, 16 to 23. As David was running away from the rebellion of his kingdom, Shimei followed him, throwing stones at him, cursing him. And he kept going. And uh, after some time, the tide changed. When Shimei knew that David was coming back to the throne, he knew that he was in trouble. 
And he went to David and asked for pardon. And David swore that he would not kill Shimei. And Shimei was very happy because the king had sworn that he would not kill him. But David did not put an oath to that promise. He never swore by an oath, so at that time, when David knew he was about to die, he called Solomon his son. He said to him, I know that you are a very wise man. Remember what she made did to me. When I am dead, my words cannot hold. Don't let his head go in the grave. In peace. So here we see a man in the scripture with a sworn forgiveness. But now David is dying and he's asking his son to kill the man that he forgave. Praise the Lord. Now you can see the reason why in this time, under this covenant, why God swore with an oath. To be sure that he will not change his mind about you. It doesn't matter what you go through, what you face, the trials, your failures, your ups and downs. And that is why I was talking about Abraham this morning. Abraham left the promised land. But that did not change the mind of God. Because he swore by himself. And Brother Benham said we are under that unconditional covenant. So after the death of David, Solomon called Shimei and said to him, you remember what you did to my dad? He said, yes. Solomon said, the day you leave Jerusalem, your blood will be upon your own head. He said, fine. Jerusalem in those days, the perimeters were maybe bigger than it is now. But one day, Shimei's servants were running away from him unknowingly. He thought he was following his servant and that he could, you know, uh, to try to get the, the servant back. But in doing that, he went over the perimeters of Jerusalem. And word came to Solomon that Shimei has gone out of Jerusalem. And when he came back, Solomon killed him. Solomon killed a man who was under a pardon in another generation or age. Amen. This is a new dispensation now. But because he was not under an oath. That is why the Lutherans today think they are getting saved by a reformer's message. The Westlands and the denominations. But there was no oath to Luther's message. There was no oath to Wesley's message. So you cannot hold back to their teachings and accept to be sa- expect to be saved. God, in the end time, came with an open book. Swearing with an oath. Gave us a perfect message. 
Now, when you put an oath, whether it is human beings or God, an oath is immutable, it cannot be altered. Joshua one day entered Jericho, conquered the city, everything in 2 Samuel 21, 1 to 7. You know, and uh, uh, the Gibeonites were spared of him because they tricked Joshua and said, we are men that came from far. And please, we'll be your servants, don't kill us. And Joshua made an oath. But later on, Joshua discovered that they were not from far. But that could not be altered. Because there was an oath to that promise. Are we together? Generations later, Saul became king. And under the zeal, he killed the Gibeonites. And there was judgment that was coming upon Israel. Something was happening. And David, coming on the throne, decided to inquire of the Lord, why is there farming in the land? And God said, because of the Gibeonites. Why? Because they were under an oath. Could not be altered. Amen. When you are under the oath of this message, the devil is not allowed to touch you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Reverend Ham said, before he touches you, he has to ask permission from God. So anything that you go through, God allows it. God is not the author of frustration. He can only go as far as he can go. Like in the case of Job. So we in the end time, we should have a strong consolation on the word of the Lord. We should have confidence in this message. They contacted the Gibeonites and they said, well, the only way we can appease, you can appease us, David, is for you to give us seven sons of Saul. David handed those seven sons of Saul to the Gibeonites and he killed them. Then the farming stopped. Everything came back to normal. Why? Because they were protected under an oath. Praise the Lord. Brother Burnham said, you are the virtuous, sinless bride of Jesus Christ. He changed our status. Prophet of God was a man quoting the scripture, quoting the word, giving it to us. But God took that same message the prophet gave us and came to witness to it. To make an oath. To the message. As he was preaching the church ages. Praise the Lord. He went into history and you know he. he, You know the scriptures and he drew the church ages on the board. In the assembly. Placed the messengers. 
And towards the end, maybe of the service or in the service, God came down to witness that what William Branham was preaching was the truth. And the pillar of fire went at the back of the tabernacle and drew exactly to confirm, hallelujah, that this is nothing but the truth. That is why we don't follow foolishness. We are not moved by what the devil is saying. We know that there is an oath to this message. He was witnessing to us, the congregation, and to the message believer that what you've heard is the truth. God has put an oath to this message. There is no way to change it. This message has the God's seal of approval. It is irreversible. It is irrevocable. Why? By the mutability of his counsel. Hallelujah. Has confirmed the word. In such, we'll see Jesus, Brother Burnham said, then before God did anything, he thought it. And when he drew the plan in his mind, then he expressed it by the word. He could never take it back. It had to be forever that way. It can't fail. It can't change. Because God is infinite. He's omnipresent, omnipotent, and infinite. He's infinite. If he isn't, he isn't God. Praise the Lord. After God finished witnessing on the board, God threw it up in the skies again by an eclipse of the moon. Six moons and the seven went into total darkness. Praise the Lord. Because Abraham had that drawn it. In the message trying to do God a service without his will, the prophet of God said, it's in the Bible. Thus saith the Lord. God has completely, perfectly identified that and vindicated it to be the truth. By signs, wonders in the heavens, in the skies, and everything else for 33 years. Praise the name of the Lord. What was God doing? He was swearing. His word is eternal. It cannot change. The power of infallibility was given to William Branham by the Third Pool Commission. As a young man, he was telling the people, His experiences were like the pillar of fire. One day at the Ohio River, while he was baptizing the 17th person, God had made an unchangeable promise by his word that Elias or Elijah shall truly come, surely come. Then as he was standing there at the river baptizing, God came down in the form of a pillar of fire to witness that this is his prophet. 
It was not done in a corner. There's a lot of theories. There's a lot of, you know, ideas people are bringing up today about the message, about the bridge. But I told people, Brother Branham, when he was saying these things, he was saying it in Jeffersonville. If it was stories that he was telling that wasn't true, somebody would have challenged him. I don't believe everybody that came to the meetings were true believers. They were critics. So all these ideas is just nonsense to me. It doesn't make any sense. These things were not done in a corner. The FBI was following him in his meetings. Praise the name of the Lord. And you know, church, that is why God has confirmed, Brother Brenham, that he is Elijah. Therefore, it gives no room for an eighth angel or messenger. He's confirmed by an oath. Many have risen up over the years. Great annoying things. But after a while, they face out. This message cannot be defeated. It is still going on. It will go on to the rapture. Hallelujah. It is here to change our bodies. Hallelujah. The purpose of God for your life can never be defeated. God swore by himself that there will be a bride. I'm so glad that I can say that I am one of them. People are making claims. People are doing things, you know, impersonating amen, the prophet. But you see, there's no confirmation. No. There's no oath. There's no witness. If you follow Brother Bram in the tips, when he's finished preaching at the end of the service, most all the time, maybe before the prayer lines, he will say, if what I have told you is the truth, let God come and witness to it. <sighs> You'll be talking to the congregation and said, I'm waiting for him. He's waiting for the heavenly witness. And all of a sudden, the anointing will come in the church and in the tabernacle, and he changes, and he said, he said, now I know he's here. The witness is here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I take every spirit in here under my control to the glory of God. He, He may not have even said it like the way I am saying it. Maybe in a soft tune. But brother, there was authority. Because the creator himself is here. The mighty angel is in the building. And every spirit is subject. Becomes subject to William Brennan. Because now it is more than a man. God was coming to confirm that the message, what you heard, is the truth. 
At this point, when his presence comes, demons are paralyzed. The presence of the great witness is here. He said, God never backs a lie. So if it is the truth, God must come and swear and witness that this is the truth. In the message, it is I, preaching Alberta Grand Perry in your county here, said, is the province. If he doesn't do it, then I'm an imposter. The Bible tells a lie. That it is impossible for the Bible to tell a lie. I could be an imposter, but it is impossible for the Bible to tell a lie. But if the Bible backs up what I said, then I'm not an imposter. I'm a witness of his resurrection. And you can be the same. So the prophet was a witness of the resurrection. God's preparation, he said, God will never back up a lie. God will never have nothing to do with error. He will stand for truth and only testify of the truth. If I tell the truth, God will say it's the truth. If I tell a lie, God will back it up as a lie. He will have nothing to do with it. He will say nothing with it, but I never fear because I know it is the truth and I speak the truth. The message is truth. Jesus said the testimony of two witnesses is true. So here was an earthly witness and there was also a heavenly witness. In John 8, 17, it's also written in your law that the testing of two men is true. In the message God commissioned in Moses, said, friends, if a man says something, a man can th- go through and say all kinds of things. You, have, you, don't, no, you don't have to believe it until God says it's the truth. And it is according to God's word, and God backs it up and says the truth. It is a sin to disbelieve it. After God has backed up truth, the prophet is saying it's a sin to disbelieve it. May the grace of God continue to keep us in this message. You know, God has brought us from a long way, friends. Transform our lives. I mean, people will call the message error, and then they'll go out, their lives fall into pieces. If this is error and it's making me to live clean, holy, I will stay with it. This message we have received has no sorrow to it. The message of the hour has no disappointment. It is a message of blessing. It has been confirmed with an oath by Almighty God. Therefore, let's hang our soul, our everything to it. It will change you. 
Do you believe that? Now, the men of the old, men of old, in the Old Testament, they knew very well that um, if you make a promise with an oath, it cannot be altered. Now, the Old Testament is a shadow of the new. If you notice, we have a word also that changes by dispensation. You have a word that runs through from Genesis to Revelation. A word coming from eternity and going back to eternity. That is why here the prophet one day stood and said, now you can have a true baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why? It is a dispensational change. There are things God allowed. In the days of ignorance, God winked at. God can permit things, God can allow things and blesses in the time of ignorance. He winked at it. God promised, but there is no oath to that kind of promise. Are we together? That is why he told Moses, go and give them a writing of divorcement. That was the word of the Lord for that season. God permitted Moses, go and tell them they can write a letter of divorce. But that promise was not an eternal promise. Jesus, when he was asked, they told him, Moses told us, he gave us the security that we can put our wives away and could marry someone else. We have security, the prophet, they were quoting Moses. But when Jesus came, he said, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you to do so. But from the beginning, it was not so. Moses came, he declared those things, but the vindication of confirmation, but with an oath, was not in those scriptures. I hope you are following me. In the time of Brother Branham, he comes on the scene in the same scripture and was on a mountain in Tucson. Looking at the same promise of God. God came down and gave an oath to that promise. So that you can believe the pardon and go in the rapture because it is unchangeable. We are now in the dispensation of grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. But the man have had questions, you know, and you know, there were questions and answers. He could not preach on marriage and divorce. But now here was a prophet 
Praise the name of the Lord. There were people, you know, it was written in the word that, amen, amen, no adulterer will enter the kingdom of heaven. It's written in the scripture. And there were people in the tabernacle that had married three, four, five times. But you see, friends, their attitude was, no matter where their condition was, they kept coming to the services. They threw themselves in the hands of God. They were following the as hard as the pastor, William Branham, the prophet, was heard, was preaching, was quoting scripture. They were still following. That is why no matter your condition, keep serving the Lord. Keep believing the Lord. Don't let the devil take you out of church. Because this message of the hour is a message of grace. Here, Brother Brian was on top of the mountain, and as he was meditating on the scripture, then there, as he was there, the city of Tucson was watching, and there came that witness again. The pillar of fire came down, hallelujah, and God came to the prophet and said, go and give them a pardon. So we can say that the pardon has an oath because there was a witness, hallelujah. That came on the mountain. Why? Because God has determined to have a bride in the end time. That is why he declared there will be a bride. We did not come to this message on our own. God brought you here. If he brought you here, he will take care of you. Are we together? The devil is not going to leave us like that. You know, Satan likes church. He loves church. When the children of God were gathered, he came to present himself. I used to think he was in heaven, but... His church. Sons of God were fellowshipping. God asked him, where are you coming from? He said, I've been to and fro there. It's okay. But no matter what happened, no matter what is happening to you, look at Abraham, our father, he had a promise. that carried an oath. Right? He failed. He stumbled. He lied. That is why God could not kill Sarah. Because he has sworn by himself that Abraham through you and your wife Sarah, you have a son. No matter what was happening, because God has spoken to Abraham, Abraham never staggered. Abraham believed the promise. Even when Sarah doubted, When Sarah called God a liar to his face, praise the name of the Lord. There was grace because God was determined. Hallelujah. Paul said, if God be for us, who can be against us? It's none of us 
with our strength, our determination, our zeal, our effort, there's no way we can make it. It takes the grace of God. But I want you to know that there's a special grace apportioned to you. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care how evil it is. I don't care what the world does. I don't care the laws that they make. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. There is going to be a bride. And I believe that I'm speaking to a part of the bride of Jesus Christ that will come out of Edmonton. We are witnesses to this message. John the Baptist was speaking on earth. He was saying, there's one amongst you whose shoes I'm not worthy to untie or lose. John's ministry moved the regions and all runabouts. Soldiers came to his, his meetings and he preached to them. They asked him, what shall we do? And he pointed them in, in, and one day, while he was one of the services and there appeared Jesus. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that take away the sin of the world. And the disciples heard him and they were ready to follow him based on the promised word. But to those that are heirs to the promise, God will always confirm his eternal truth by our nose. And as Jesus came to the baptism, John has pointed to him as the Lamb of God. And as they were there, John, a witness on earth, there came the heavenly witness again to vindicate the message of John that it is nothing but the truth. Hallelujah. God was witnessing. God was swearing. The prophet of God in Sars is this the time he had seen a vision of little birds. He saw doves and angels. They were all sweeping, going east. And the angels picked him up. He said, if these visions are from God, they're interpreted by scriptures. Then he went unto Romans. Behold, I lay a cornerstone in Zion. Laid it all but uh, very clearly by vision and by scripture. Showing to us that the headship of Christ has come. It is a kingdom. The word, this message, will not fail. It won't fail. Wasn't it years ago the prophet was speaking about Russia? Watch Russia, the king of the north. Today, we can say this day, the scriptures are fulfilling before our eyes. So Brother Benham was hunting with his friend after having, having these visions and things. And then we know the story how there was a blast, shook the earth. All of a sudden there was a blast and shook the whole world. And he was caught up into these angels. And when they left him, they formed a cloud. Which is in question by the devil. But we know... We know that if we're in the third exodus, there has to be a witness of a cloud and a witness of the pillar of fire. Yeah. They don't question the pillar of fire, but they are questioning the cloud. Uh 
You know, in that light dwells the theophany of God. It's Christ. See, it's your Lord up there. Do you believe that? I know you do. It's our Lord up there. What was God doing? God was given a witness. And that scripture happened in Arizona, fulfilling us, is this the time to connect back into Revelation 10. I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven with cloth with a cloud, a rainbow over his head, seven thunders uttered their voices, lifted up his hand and swore. Now, he, how was he swearing? Given witness to the scriptures of the end time. Are you with me? The gospel of the kingdom. It wasn't like there is a hand up in heaven. Those are all symbols. But there, there was a prophet on earth saying, we are at the end time. We must be ready to meet our God. He was identifying it by scriptures that it was the end and when God came down, God then came down to confirm that what William Branham was preaching was the truth. There was an oath. That is why, amen, there is a heavenly witness and there is an earthly witness. We, as believers, when we see these things, it's a confirmation to us that the word of the Lord will not fail. And as we wait, the prophet of God said, faith, wait with patience for the promised word to be fulfilled. Don't manufacture anything. Just wait on the Lord. Amen. Can we say Amen. God himself will bring the revival. God will bring the third pole into manifestation. I don't care how long it takes. You know, Brother Benham said that it will come to a time that it seems as if the message is failing. And God allowed these things to happen. Do you know that before the rapture, Brother Benham preached the message rapture? He spent a lot of time or some time in the first few pages speaking about scoffers. Before the body change, there will come scoffers. So when you see things, people saying things, people going this way, that direction, it's prophecy, scripture fulfilling. I should not surprise you. It should encourage us to keep pressing on. Can we say amen? Look, I don't need to go to the internet to listen to anybody that doesn't have a vindication. You cannot even hear a toothache. Here we have a man. Can we say amen? That stood before us in the presence of great men. It wasn't in, 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 in secret.
Brother Benham in the message is for by himself. He said, how firm a foundation have we got? How firm a foundation have we got? That when the prince of all princes, when the God of all gods, when the king of all kings, Seven thirty. Oh, <laughs> time brought me. I'm going to run through and just try to find a place to close. Let me read this quote. He said, "The beginning of all beginnings himself took an oath by himself. For where there is none greater that he will confirm his covenant with Abraham and with his seed." Amen. God taking an oath by himself. Oh my, how firm a foundation. Ye saints of the Lord, yes. When demons come, when powers come, when sicknesses come, when death itself stares you in the face, it just loses its place. Just melts away like the snow or the sunshine. When we throw in the light of the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God made an oath to Abraham and he will not change it. No matter where you come from, no matter the color of your skin, no matter your status in life, God will not change his mind if you are a seed of Abraham. Amen. Amen. You know, when Isaac was coming, everything about Isaac was an oath. Look at the stars, Abraham. Look at the sun in the sea. So shall thy seed be. He promised him. He confirmed it. Can we say amen? God says, okay. Those visions and dreams, amen, through vision and dream, God was speaking to him. Let me just bypass some things here and run. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. But there are many scriptures and things that we could go into to show you how God was confirming the coming of Isaac. Abraham had a revelation. So when God told him to go and sacrifice Isaac, he knew that Isaac was a promised son. And God say, give me what I gave you. Oh, sometimes it's difficult. Who gave you your life is God. Yeah. The Bible says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Yeah. When God asks you to give him back what he gives you, he has something better for you. Amen. Can we say amen? Because his promises for your life will never change. The purpose of God for this assembly will never be defeated. I don't care if even Lucifer himself comes. Praise the name of the Lord. God is determined to save you. He's already saved you. As a matter of fact, your names were written down. Amen. In the book of life, Lamb's book of life. When? Before the foundation of the world. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Brother Benham, he said, today I'm very happy to be in my hometown with a divine vindication of the truth that is universally known. That statement I've made concerning our Lord Jesus is the truth. God has testified to it to be the truth. So we are not following cunningly divided fables of men's stories. No. We are following the truth of Almighty God. Hallelujah. There are so many voices on the internet today, but listen, there is a voice that God has sent to this generation. The voice of God to this generation. Hallelujah. We have a vindicated voice. Put your faith. Hallelujah. Don't let any spirit move you. Praise the name of the Lord. May God help us. I'm running through a lot of things, going over a lot of things. I'll soon wind down. You know, Brother Brenham went beyond the curtain of time. And uh, he was speaking about our celestial bodies, his experiences. Preach about Abraham. Abraham came to Abraham, I mean, Elohim came to Abraham, the theophany of God. And uh, so he kept speaking on those things. But what he is preaching, God must confirm it. God must witness that this is the truth. So listen, in the message, Christ is revealed in his own word. Brother Burnham said, if Einstein had, had spiritual application, as he had the physical application, he studied the laws of light and so forth. He could have told us something. When I heard his message on the great center somewhere into the skies, ever contacted with the center, you could create earths and do anything, and the power will be unlimited. So he had seen that. Then he said, paragraph 68, you see these little pockets going through the air. They call saucers and so forth. People. He said people. So, well, we better leave that alone. Here all these people come up missing. You say, you don't hear from them. They are standing there. They are not here. That's the way the rapture is going to be. Listen. One of them will drop right down. And this terrestrial body will take on a celestial body. And the, the hide, hair, or bone left, it will be transformed in a moment of time. Dropping right out of space and taking home that. We see all this going on now. And the Pentagon wondering about these little lights. About these lights, mystic lights, and everywhere they are seeing in the sky. You see, they had one here in the paper at Jeffersonville this week and so forth. A mystic light. So oh, they don't know what that is. But listen, little children, it is going to pick you up one of these days. See, don't you worry. Can we say amen? But I'm going to be saying that those lights that you see, God must witness to the message. 
about our theophanies. So God will allow those bodies to move. Can we say amen? Because God, amen, dwell in light. Remember in who is this Melchizedek, Abraham said, he said, that body will drop down. To come and pick up an earthly glorified body. So that is why I say this, what they call sources, say the Pentagon knows nothing about it. He said, but don't you worry, little children. One of these days, those lights will pick you up. So it's actually a theophany. Sometimes, but Ram said they can appear and disappear. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So after he has preached about our new bodies, God made them to float in the air. (laughs) To confirm that which was spoken by the prophet on earth. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What was God doing? Confirming the word. May God help us. Don't question this message. Don't listen to anything that is not edifying. Words has spirit. It will affect your mind to bring questions to you. Just believe. If you don't understand anything, wait on the Lord. Children of the light, keep walking in the light and watch more unfold. We are living a time that the message is unfolding. It's becoming alive. Can we say amen? God is removing the veil. But the things that are happening around us, the visions, the fulfillment, when you see all around us, I see nothing but the vindication of the spoken word. Don't be moved by a spirit, Paul said. At the coming of the Lord, or by word. God have done this beyond any shadow of doubt. We have no reason to question the message. It is nothing but the truth. It's enough for me. It's enough for me. I'm not looking for truth. I was looking for truth, but I found truth. It transformed my life. Every day I'm falling in love. Every day I go into the world, read and pray, God unfold things to me. Church, God is opening up the word to give you faith for the rapture. I want to assure you that the resurrection is just at the corner. One of this morning you will see Brother Harold, hallelujah. One of this morning you will see those young men that have come in, those men and women. We are at the junction, we are at the threshold of the coming of the Lord. Keep pressing on. Keep serving the Lord. Can we say amen? We are just at the season of the coming of the Lord. Hold on, my brothers. Don't look back. The message of the hour is the truth. If this is not the truth, then what is truth? That is why the mighty angel came down with the book. The gospel of the kingdom. And when he's coming in with this gospel now, coming down with the open book, he was swearing. 
Brother Branham said, in this Satan's Eden, this bride would not fail. It is not William Branham speaking. It was God that was speaking. You know what Moses, I mean, when Moses went to Egypt, Brother Branham said that the pillar of fire went into Moses. When Moses was speaking, Pharaoh thought it was Moses. When he was saying, let my people go. It was not Moses. It was not Moses. It was God behind the veil. And there was nothing that could stop that move. God was determined. Can we say amen? You know, when, when Moses went to Egypt, I'm rounding up now. When Moses went to Egypt, he gave them, when they were about to leave Egypt, he told them to apply the token. Is that right? Whilst they were going out, the death angel was still there. Yeah, he was. He had not left Egypt. But when they came out of Egypt, when they came out of their houses, going to the promised land, they were under the token. So the death angel could not touch them. The death angel would not leave Egypt because he had not finished his job. When they went out, Pharaoh and his army followed Moses and the children of Israel. Remember, they were not under the blood. And the death angel drowned them in the sea. But the death angel, the angel of the Lord, amen, was protecting them. I don't care what happened. You are under divine protection. The devil cannot touch you. The devil cannot take you out of here until God is finished with you. Can we say amen? We are more than conquerors. We are on our way to the heaven. Nothing can stop that. Nothing can change the mind of God. Don't be discouraged. Keep serving the Lord. Keep coming to church. Hallelujah. The reason why the enemy is after you is because you're on the right side. He will come and tell you that, oh, you, if he got you, he will not even talk to you. Is that right? May God help us. May God bless you. I gotta go. God bless you. Bring the heads, please. <laughs> May God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. What a way to go. You can swear by yourself, but to have an oath, to have a heavenly witness. My, my, my. Just, just think about why would God, would God, was God making the oath because of himself or because of us? He was doing it for our benefit, that we might know, that we might have certainty in an age of scoffers, in an age when there's all kinds of disbelieving spirits, God has come and said, it will be. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> my, my, my. Think about, it's so easy to preach now, brother. <laughs> my, my, my. Well, we are more than conquerors.
歌。